0: hey this is leslie chang and i'm sitting here today with the head producers of the generation anthropocene podcast mike osborne and miles treyer how's it going guys How's it? All right. So today we are going to attempt to explain the Anthropocene in less than five minutes. Now, the Anthropocene is kind of a complicated concept, so we're gonna try to be as succinct as possible. Just to give a quick rundown, the Anthropocene is a newly proposed geologic age, like the Jurassic with the dinosaurs, or you know, the Pleistocene with woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers. The Anthropocene is our current geologic age, and the idea is that humans are exerting a force on the planet that's geologic in scale. So we've totally changed the planet, and of course that includes climate change, but it's also things like mass extinctions and ocean acidification, and we've also completely changed the surface of the Earth for agriculture. The Anthropocene hasn't been officially added to the geologic timetable yet, but it could be soon. So we want to go over some of the basics and explain what the Anthropocene is all about. To do that in the most efficient way possible, we are going to do this as a competition between Mike and Miles. So I have three questions for you guys, and you'll each have 30 seconds to answer. We'll be using the uber-sophisticated technology of a cell phone timer. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Miles, you're up first. Since the Anthropocene is a geologic boundary, let's start by explaining geologic time and geologic Boundaries. You have 30 seconds on the timer.
1: Go. So, the geologic timetable is defined by fossils. And so, geologic time is really the history of life on the planet. It's not just how rocks are laid down. And each one of the boundaries marks a change in the terms of life on the planet. So, you can look at the Cambrian explosion of complex life or organisms crawling from the oceans and out onto the continents. But geologic time also records catastrophic events like the extinction of the dinosaurs. You can go out and look at that boundary and go, there are fossils underneath that boundary of dinosaurs and then nothing up above it. And that's how geologic time has been defined.
0: All right. Mike, geologic time, go.
1: Well, that's a fair answer, Miles,
2: but I think it fails to capture the importance of the geologic timetable. The geologic timetable is to a geologist what the periodic table is to a chemist. It's the foundational document. It guides all of the science. And yeah, you're right. The boundaries do mark the important points in the history of life. But there's an environmental backdrop to this. The continents breaking up, the sea levels rising and falling again. And I think that the point of the geologic timetable is to mark planetary transformations. The real key here is that the planet before and after are two very, very different places.
1: Man, that is a really demeaning sound effect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Miles, I liked your point about geologic time as a history of life. Uh, Mike, your planetary transformations idea is intriguing, but Miles actually answered my question. So I'm giving round one to you, Miles. Nicely done. (laughs) Mike, since you lost, you'll be going first on round two. Let's discuss some of the scientific arguments for the Anthropocene. Mike?
2: Okay, well, there's no question that humans have had a huge impact on the planet. And it's not just global warming. We've transformed landscapes. We've moved species all around from continent to continent. And the question is, is it fair to equate humanity's impact on the planet with geologic forces, with earthquakes and volcanoes and tsunamis and things like that? And I think that if you were to go a million or 10 million years into the future and look back into the rock record at where and how humans have changed the planet, the evidence would be absolutely unmistakable. So I think it's that that same sort of planetary transformation
1: geologic force that defines the Anthropocene.
0: All right. Miles, Scientific Arguments for the Anthropocene. Take it away.
1: So that's a really interesting answer, but I think you actually might be a little bit too certain about that boundary. I mean, I no doubt that the Anthropocene is a really interesting thought experiment, you know, if you could go 10 million years into the future, but we can't really do that. We don't know how all of our global impacts are going to register in the rock record. For example, that the Cretaceous tertiary boundary that records the, the extinction of the dinosaurs records thousands, if not tens of thousands of years. And I'm not entirely sure how scientifically robust the argument is for the Anthropocene right now in the current day.
0: Miles, you helped create a podcast with Anthropocene in the title. Stop being contrarian. Mike, you win round two. (laughs) Miles, you suck. (laughs) Alright guys, this is it. Round three. You guys are tied with one point each, so this is Winner Takes All, who will be the grand winner at explaining the Anthropocene let's find out miles after your embarrassing failure in round two you get to go first for our final question so why is this idea of the anthropocene gaining traction outside of academic circles i'll kind of leave that open-ended so you can hit social cultural philosophical points take it where you will 30 seconds on the timer and go
1: So the Anthropocene is as much a cultural boundary as it is a geologic boundary. And one of the things that I really like about the Anthropocene is that we can no longer view ourselves in isolation. As an individual, my decision to recycle a can or buy a different type of yogurt is not going to change the planet. I'm one of seven billion people on the planet. But as a collective, we constitute a geologic force. And that's actually a really, you know, interesting way of viewing yourself as part of the Anthropocene, as being part of the environment.
0: All right, great. Mike, this is it. Go. When it comes to the
2: philosophical and cultural aspects of the Anthropocene, I think an important point here is that there's no value judgment from the scientists. They're not saying that the Anthropocene is a good thing or a bad thing. But the idea that humans can have a global geologic-scale impact on the planet does raise some tough questions. So is all of our technology really such a great thing? Should we pull back some, you know, drive less, pollute less, not build as many roads and cities and power plants? And the idea that we're having such a massive impact sparks some searching for what it is we're doing to the planet and what we want for the future.
0: All right. right, gotta say this is a tough one because Miles, you're speaking to our collective actions, and Mike, you're speaking to human ingenuity as one of the key drivers of the Anthropocene. Um, so I don't know, this is really tough. I'm not really Le- Le- Leslie? sure. Leslie, Leslie. Um, um, yeah.
2: I control your paycheck.
0: Mike, congratulations! You are the winner of our game show today. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miles. Guys, thanks for participating in the competition today. I hope that answers some questions about the Anthropocene. You can listen to Generation Anthropocene podcast at our website. We're also on iTunes and look for us on grist.org. Follow us on Twitter at genanthropocene. Thanks for listening. I'm Leslie Chang and we'll catch you here next time.
2: This has been the nerdiest five minutes of my life. <laughs>